Welcome to episode 58 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? I think that's my name. I'm pretty sure that's my name. But it's one of those weeks. That's how you look like. One of those years. I hear you, man. You question everything. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm alive. I actually just took a day off. Yeah, what's on, up with that? On Monday. Monday, I took a day off, and then I completely forgot about the podcast, which the reason I was leaving super early from the cabin was to get back in time to do the podcast and everything. But on the drive home, I, I ended up leaving about an hour late. If I would have left on time, that, like I originally planned, I would have been pulling in to the office right when you're like, hey, let's jump on. <laughs> yeah, that it, it, it's one of those things. So anyway, I took off on Monday to go hunting at the cabin, which is about three hours north. I'd say northwest. It's not really north um, from here. So I, I was up there Friday night, hunted Saturday, just relaxed on Sunday, which was awesome. It was one of the first Sundays that I, in a while that I think I really did nothing. And I just drove around and took photos of my one rifle and my Jeep and stuff and explored and hung out with a friend that lives up there. So that was pretty cool. And then Monday I hunted all day and then Tuesday I got back here. So now we're, now we're back at it. It's awesome. Yeah. It, it wasn't Sounds long. Nice. I mean, it was just a weekend and, and an extra day, but it was cool to kind of clear my head of stuff and, and just keep, I don't know, invest a little bit of time in rejuvenating a little bit, refreshing, recharging, doesn't always take long. You know, sometimes it's just a day of doing something different than what you're normally doing, but it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Plus, there's something cool about going out in the middle of nowhere and just being in silence. Man, that's, that's, that's my favorite part of hunting. Like doing that with my dog. Um, I, I, I really miss that. I have not, well, I went out for a dove hunt like the first first week opening week of the season this year and it was just so nice just to i love getting out there in the dark watching the sun come up watching watching wildlife come to life you know watching things scurry across the ground and deer in the in the you know out in the out in the distance and it's just it's the best and um, it, this year has just been it, it it's just been insane with 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 work stuff um, you know, with work and family stuff. And honestly, the, the weather is not totally cooperated we're starting to see geese, um, come down here now, but it's not been until like December before we, you know, we've really seen geese come down. So, but now, you know, I'm here next week, but then I'm gone the week after, uh, the week of Christmas. And then we come back and it's, it's going to be go time for, for shot show. And by the time we come back from shot show and I can breathe again, it's this season's nearly over. So I'll be happy if I get out at all this year, but, uh, no, I know what you're saying. I, that's just such an awesome, awesome thing to get out there and just sit in the silence of nature. And the cool, the coolest part for me is right next to our cabin is, it's either 50 or 60,000 acres that's public land. You can just disappear. So I was actually about two miles back in. So you, to give everybody a perspective, I ended up, I wake up at like four 30 in the morning and get all my stuff together. And I, I leave the, 
the cabin around five, five fifteen, and it's going to actually be light, light enough if you're going to shoot around seven. So to get back into the spot, I mean, you've got a, a pretty good haul, and it's through the mountains and it's in complete darkness and it's super. It's a super surreal feeling because you're descending into complete darkness. You, you have no idea what's there, uh, what's out there, what animals are there. You know, it's it's kind of humbling and it's, it's a cool pause to life, especially out there because there are very few animals that are making any noise. There's just a, a river that was running through. You could hear that. Other than that, it's my footsteps and just going and then sitting all day. It's not the most fun thing just to sit on your butt all day and wait for stuff. But on Saturday, I ended up seeing 16 does and I saw three bucks come through and like, I didn't really want to, it's kind of weird. So I, I didn't go out to shoot something. I kind of went to take my gun on a walk. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And like I had all the opportunities in the world, but that mostly my intent was to just go out and turn my brain off. So I just watched deer all day on Saturday and, and had a good day, but it is a really, really neat experience to, you know, to do that. Cause like, any other time that I've just gone normal hiking, you're in daylight, you know, you're kind of on manicured trails and, not always, but you kind of have a path. You have someone telling you, Hey, this is where you have to go and don't go off of that path. When, when I go out into, it's the Machanan state forest. I have a topographic map. I figure out where I want to go and I decide and I go, there's no, no trails. There's no, no path laid out for you. You just kind of descend. Um, and it, it, it's cool. And I, I, maybe, maybe it appeals to me so much that whole thought of, having no path and just kind of forging my own way because of what, what we're doing, you know, not trying to use that as a corny segue into what our, our podcast and our businesses are, but that's kind of the reality of what we're doing. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's what, I think that's what appeals to me about it. Like nobody's actually telling me, Hey, you have to take this step and you have to do this thing. And that's terrifying. Like, like I said, you're walking out in the darkness and you don't know what's there. And you're trying to figure it out. Yeah, I got my little flashlight and stuff, but that only shows you so much of the picture. But that's pretty pretty good metaphor, I think. Full of metaphors this morning. Dude, I, I drank like four cups of coffee this morning. So, so what happens when you get three days off and I've I'm four super cups of coffee. You super all deep super and- philosophical right now. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to trying to keep that that rolling along, but Hey, you just, uh, for everybody listening, Greg just gave me a little video tour of the shop, his new location, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's, it's neat to see. I know nobody else is seeing it, but it's cool to see a physical picture of what, you know, what you were describing. I mean, I saw photos that you posted up, but it's cool to kind of get a walking tour and I'm excited to like randomly show up there that'd be awesome when you're least expecting it you'll just see like me and ridge kick your door in be like yo what's up that'd be awesome i'd love that no we will for sure because we're we're trying to one of the things that ridge brought up and we were talking about last week and i think it's a super good idea is trying to make intentional trips to our influencers Mm -hmm. and maybe tying a couple of them together so that we can get really focused content that we're creating with each of the individual influencers. Yep. And that would be stuff for the website so that, you know, we can help show people who we've teamed up with and kind of give highlight reels of each, each different influencer. And it's super complex because they're all over the country. Yeah. But 
there's a, there's a couple of them out toward Ohio. So I'm sure that's going to be on our hit list sooner than later. Well, some of them that work with both of us. So yeah, you know, we can, oh, we can totally tag team on tag stuff. Team some stuff. And, uh, it's funny to say that. Cause that's, that's, that's one of my goals for this year uh, for 2020 is to, um, and not even just influencers, but even like other customers that we, that, that maybe aren't influencers of ours, but that are customers that we have, have grown to know and stuff. But I would love to get, um, you know, you know, you know, you know some one-on-one video with customers and influencers, just showing them using the product and why they use it and, and that sort of thing, you know, like, like testimonials, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. So that's, that's one of the things that I've, I've, I've got on my list for this year. I mean, after this week, Dusty is going to be full-time with me. I'm going to have an actual full-time partner here. And I'm especially through, through the craziness of this past four to six weeks or so. I'm, my mind is, I told you, I, I, I told Dusty yesterday, I'm, I'm about at the end of my wits of what right. I can handle on my own here. Um, I mean, I've just been pulling so much weight and I've got uh, Braden and Nate and Dusty's been in just, just not as frequently and not as long. Um, I mean, I, I, I couldn't do it without them either, but um, yeah, it's just been, it's been insane. It's been nice to, for this is day three of coming into the new shop. It's just, it's amazing. Well, I will say there's the downside is I have to pack my lunch now, which I, I, I haven't had to pack <laughs> somehow, a lunch. Somehow like, you'll survive. <laughs> I've not had to pack a lunch in like five years. And I actually, I'm like, do I even still have a lunchbox? Because why would I still have my lunchbox from when I worked a full-time job when I haven't needed one for right. five years, but I found it. And uh, so I've been packing lunch coming in and driving into work and, um, and, but man, it's just, like, I, I'm not even sure if I've had enough of a chance to really like breathe in this opportunity that I'm living now. Um, cause it's been, and honestly, this all kind of happened a little bit f- faster than what I thought it was going to. Um, so just driving up to a shop, you know, unlocking the door, coming into this nice big shop and, um, and just seeing so much opportunity in this space, which I, which honestly it's filled up faster than what I thought it was going to. I thought we were going to move stuff in here and it was going to look empty, but it's actually filled up pretty, pretty quick. Oh, I mean, you can always find ways to fill up empty space. Well, I, I mean, even <laughs> just, just shelving, I could go and buy four times the shelving that I've got in this space and fill it. And it would probably fill the space. Yeah. You know, it's just, just storage wise alone. Uh, and just cause I'm kind of a, I'm kind of an, I don't want to say neat freak, but I'm an organizational, uh, just, I, I love organization. Um, yeah. Especially when it's like out in the open. I love, I would love to see, because right now it's driving me nuts because there's just stuff stacked on the shelves with no rhyme or reason. I would love to see matching totes all labeled and 
(laughs) (laughs) You you get to the point where you're like, okay, am I surpassing any potential um, increase in efficiency by just making it look nice? Am I actually (laughs) doing something good? But you know what? I totally get it. That's why Ridge and I are going kind of crazy on the marketing office is we want to have a professional space that is created specifically for a task. And I never had that in the old office. It was just a joint area of a ton of people in and out. So like recording podcasts was really tough. Having feeling like I had any privacy was incredibly tough, you know, and it's so to me, that's, that's important. Yeah. So that I can maintain my mental focus and awareness and, and direction. Cause I, you know, you were talking about that, you know, meeting your wits end. And I actually experienced that a lot over the last couple months, but yesterday was a great example. So Kirby came in just asking me to jump on a phone call with Jeff, but my brain was already in five or six different things. I literally could not become part of that conversation. It, it, it's the weirdest feeling to me right now because I, I don't think in my life I've ever I'm trying to think if I ever really experienced that, but I don't think I have in any other occupation where there's just that many moving pieces that if I start thinking about them all, I get so overwhelmed that I freeze. And that's what I was, I was nearly on the verge of doing yesterday because when I got back, I had, over 400 emails, which is insane. And I, you know, of course a bunch of them were junk, but yeah. I had probably down. There's probably 50 actual emails in there. Right. But think about that then yeah. for people listening, like have 50 emails and be like, those are important. I got to deal with them today. And it was everything from customer questions from black Friday. It was new departments reaching out, existing police departments reaching out. It was just an overwhelming amount of it was just a bombardment of information in my face and then trying to you know, consume all of the details and then make steps with it. All the while the company line yesterday rang probably 10 times and I have no idea why, but yesterday was just the day that everybody wanted to call TA. So it was, you know, then on top of that, when Kirby came in, I was like, man, I just, I can't, you guys just do your thing yeah. and fill me in because I, I don't need to be a part of that. Um, not saying that I'm, I'm handling all of that the best way, but you just, it's weird. You get to that point where you just cannot fit anything else in your brain um, and uh, something else has to go. I saw, and I meant to save the article for, for the podcast, but I came across an article yesterday. Um, it was like Elon Musk's, um, kind of rules for himself for, for business type of thing. And one of them was, um, if you if you ever find yourself in a meeting or a phone call or something where you are not going to add value, he just gets up and leaves. And he was saying about how that seems rude, but it's more rude to waste other people's time, and it's rude for them to waste your time. <clears throat> and and that really just kind of that just really stuck out to me. I mean, I don't really have meetings, um, but at least not if, if there is a meeting, I'm the one that's usually doing them and starting them. But it just it kind of reinforced to me, okay, if I'm going to have these, if I'm going to start a meeting or if I'm going to start a phone call or conversation, 
um, you know, make sure that I'm not wasting my time or this other person's time or someone else's time that's on the, on the call or something. Um, I think we kind of talked about it a little bit last week, just when I, when I was talking about how I dropped the ball on getting Ben on the, on the podcast. Um, and just about how bad I felt for, for wasting whatever time he had set aside for the podcast. Um, is I've come to realize how important time is and uh, you know, especially for entrepreneurs and I mean, everybody's time is extremely valuable. So, but, but that was, but that just kind of came to mind when you're talking about that. Um, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with just saying, you know what, I'm out. I don't, I don't need to be a part of this. You guys got this. Um, I'm stepping back and yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. Yeah. And I've been, I'm not the best at doing that intentionally. It normally happens when it's just, I'm at my max. I'm like, look, I can't, I can't do it. It's a spur of the moment thing. I definitely need to, in my opinion, I think I need to learn how to structure that better so that I know up front or at least set standards that everybody knows that, Hey, I don't need to be involved in that. You know, I think we're, we're pretty good about some aspects of that, but we're just so used to being this smaller fluid team that can just kind of react to stuff. Right. And before anything would land on my lap, you know, I was sharing an office with Ethan and Kirby was right there very close by and, and he was in there a couple times a day. So it would just be as simple as me tapping Ethan on the shoulder or shooting a rubber band at him and being like, yo, bro, check this out. We got this thing going on. We could talk about it and make a decision immediately and then and go for it. But now we've got Jeff over in Idaho Ridge and I are completely separate from uh, the other office on the far end of the shop. So there's distance between every single step that we have going on right now, which I think is healthy. And I honestly think that it's a good thing that we have it set up the way we have it. However, it's creating different complexities in the communication chain. And that's where I think we're going to see any, you know, any breakdowns that happen. That's where they're most likely going to be. But it's a learning curve for sure. Yeah. You know, we're just navigating as we go. Yeah. That's, that's all exciting stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't wait to get this office set up. I, I can't tell you how long I've been waiting to have a space that you know we can call the marketing department and just being about 60 to 70% done with that reality is so refreshing to me to have this space to come into. So it's, it's exciting stuff for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to use it through 2020 because like you were saying, we're getting into the time of year where it feels like it's a super weird reality. And I know we've touched on this in over last year, but things as far as sales kind of slow down in January, but it feels like your schedule just gets insane. And on top of all of the, the different crazy schedule things that we have going on. We're releasing well, starting to, I shouldn't even say release cause we're not, not really close to it, but we're creating a couple products that are totally different than steel targets, but fit into the realm of shooting. So that's exciting as well, but that's been extremely difficult to be able to find time to sit down in AutoCAD, create drawings and prototypes and, and get all that stuff done. Cause it, I mean, you know how it goes with, with creating a product. You really have to be able to devote hours to 
focused energy on that product. Yeah. And as of right now, I just, I mean, I'd be okay if I don't open AutoCAD for the next four years. Like, <laughs> I just, it's weird because what was my life with drafting and honestly, I was, I was really good at it and I liked it in some aspects. I liked doing drafting for TA targets and creating products. I have no desire right now to do prototype designs and push new products. I'm just, I, I, I don't know. It, it probably goes back to that mental capacity thing, but I just know how much work goes into a new product. And we already have, we have the, I, I can say it on the podcast cause I've been teasing it anyway. We, we have the ammunition that we're about to release. We have the new shirts that we could release at any point. I have all of them in boxes here. We have a fl- kind of a company flagship video that we started planning and scripting out. So we have all of this different stuff among three or four new target systems that we already have built and they would be ready to release. So we're talking right now, we're probably sitting on six or seven different things that could all flood into existence. And then on top of that, we're like, Hey, let's create these other two things. And one of them's massive. I mean, it's a, it's a whole structure and it's really hard to just wrap your brain around all of those different moving pieces and be able to do anything with them. Um, so it's it. Maybe I'll feel. I feel like when I get that New Year energy, you know how it is. You get to the yeah. end of the year, you're like, okay, we're gonna kick off 2020, and you kind of get that hunger again because you're like, I gotta make it, or it's not gonna go. Right. And I, I always hit into the beginning of the year really hard and strong, and kind of part of that's because we take an intentional pause at the end of the year. We have some time off for everybody, and that gives me the opportunity to really just refocus and, and do a lot of planning. And with my wife being almost due with number four, I'll have some time off for that as well. So during that time is usually when I'm in my notebook and you know, I, I get ideas in my head when there's quiet and I have time to just let my brain think. And that's when I normally come back with a ton of ideas and different things we could execute on. Yeah. So I'm definitely hungry for more of that. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm hungry to get, I need to do more time uh, on the computer and concepting stuff and, um, you know, seeing if I, I've had some ideas that I came up with a long time ago that have been, have been sitting idle and every once in a while I'll think about things, but I've not taken pen to paper or, or taken the time to model anything up. Um, you know, so it's, like, I can't wait to, you know, the shop's probably 90% there now um, of, of function and everything. And once Dusty's able to, to be in here and really be doing a lot of the day to day, the day to day stuff that I normally do, um, man, that's just, I'm really excited that that's going to free me up and, and I'm going to be able to, to start thinking about about new things. And <clears throat> I actually woke up Monday morning in a cold sweat from a nightmare <laughs> that I was at shot show at my table and I had done nothing, no prep work, didn't bring any product, nothing. And, uh, I woke up and I'm like, 
I've done nothing. (laughs) 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 So your nightmare is correct at this point. We're like five weeks away from SHOT Show. And I keep, I've I've really done nothing. I, I, I keep pushing things off. And uh, I'm like, oh, I just need to do this and then I'll get to it. I just need to do that and then I'll get to it. And uh, I'm starting to, I mean, the main thing, I need to figure out a display for the new product center for the Sentry Strap, which is difficult and complex because it's not a stationary product. It's a product that moves and it's a product that reacts. And I have to have a stationary display that I'm not going to be there to, to man and to, and to demo. I don't have access to power just to put a screen next to it. Um, so I've got some ideas. Um, it's not going to be perfect, but again, there's just, there's only so much you can do with a static display. And then I need to have a display for my table um that i've it 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 can be a little bit more static because me and dusty are going to be there we're going to be able to demo things i think we're gonna i I think what we're going to do for the for the century staff we're going to get we're going to get a couple nerf guns and and put a sling on it and century strap it and nice and have a battle yeah we can let people i mean now that you can't bring like you can you can get guns there, but it's just a Nerf gun would really simplify things a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's what we're going to do there. And again, the display can be a little bit more simple, but I but I want it to be eye catching because most people in the in the next hallway they just set their product on the table and that's it. I I really want something more than that um, just to draw people's attention. And I think a couple a couple of guys standing in the aisle with with Nerf guns would be. Uh, you know, would would help with that. Yeah, for sure. I kind of forgot you guys were doing the the next of this year. It will be interesting to see how that goes, and I'm I'm interested. Like you you've said before that you kind of are watching certain aspects of what we're doing over at TA as a you know seeing us as the guinea pig and seeing what what happens and how it works and everything. And I'm, I'm interested to see how that works out for you um, to see, uh, you know, obviously I'm always thinking, is this something we should be doing is, is, uh, is shot show at all something we should be doing as far as showing any product. And it'll be cool to see how that works for you, but yeah. we, we do have different products and that's, that's the really hard part is I don't, I don't have anybody to really lean on, um, that has, I mean, I guess Jeff, Jeff does have a lot of experience from where he came from with the same kind of products. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really excited and anxious to see how the show goes. Um, last year's, oh, we did the one day, uh, I, I can't remember what they called the show, but it was a one day show and the response was amazing. Our booth was swamped. We it just, it was an amazing experience. We had a lot of, we had brought dealer applications and we had a lot of dealers sign and, you know, fill out the applications and we contacted all of them several times and I don't have any numbers. That's one thing I dropped the ball on this year was, was really seeing how many of those turned into sales, but I could probably put on one hand how many probably actually turned into sales, which is not great. Um, 
I don't think we probably made made the money back. I don't know. Maybe we may have made our money back. Um, but you don't spend all the money and go to do that just to make your money back. So uh, I, I'd like to have a plan this year to be able to actually take orders there, which may just be as simple as I have my laptop and yeah, we just have them place orders right there. So, yeah, I, I remember you talking about that and that my initial response was just, you know, in my head as I'm thinking about it, yeah, just make it super seamless so that there's no time in between when they're signing up and, you know, as they're traveling back and you're communicating over the coming weeks and they've forgotten what the Neomag is or what the Sentry Strap is, you know, you can kind of lock them in, even if it's just a couple products. Yeah. Or even a, a special introductory price on the first order or whatever, some way to make sure that they do it. And that's what we offered them last year. Um, if they filled out the app, they got a certain percentage off on like free shipping or something. Um, so... Yeah, I, I I wish I could think of of somebody that I know that's been in the next hallway just just to get their their experience and their in, input on it. Um, I mean, I could think of a lot of companies I've seen there, but I don't really know any of them, and I'm not sure that I know them well enough. Or I'm not sure how I'm not sure how well that would go. Just to cold call them, just ask them how how it went. I don't know. Uh, I've known of some, I know some people who have done it, but I've never really leaned on them for their input on, on next just because the right. product, the product was totally different. So for us, I don't even know how I would do next. Yeah. I don't either. Just thinking about it. Cause how do you take a steel target system and put it in this little display area? You really, I mean, you could have one broken down and set on a little table and just yeah, kind of show think, people, but yeah it'd be extremely difficult for us. And we toyed around with the idea of making mini little ADAP target systems. And we have them. I have quarter scale systems that are a hundred percent the same as what we, what we sell. There's quarter size. You can actually shoot them in everything. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that doesn't really, really tell the story of what we're doing. It just looks like, Oh, these guys make little toy targets and that's kind of weird. Yeah. So I, it, it there's definitely downsides to what we're creating and there there's so many times I'm like, man, it, there, those aspects just kind of suck to be honest, whether it's shipping or cost of materials to produce these, this stuff, it, it's not an easy game, but yeah, um, it's definitely an area that needed help. So we're, we're here to, to fix it in the industry, but yeah, next, I'm not sure how that would work for us. Yeah. I'm not sure either. That would, that would be a tricky one. And I think there's a, I think doing the one day show thing that we did last year, I think would be worth it for you guys. It's one day. It wasn't crazy expensive. Um, it gets your foot in the door because I, I had the option to move into a 10 by 10 booth this year going from that, from that one day show, um, on the main floor you're saying, yeah. Now I was probably gonna be back in some cor- some dark corner, you know, behind the law enforcement wing or something like that that nobody goes to. I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't really tell me any location or anything. Um, but you do that your second year, and then you work your way into a better space. 
you know, so you probably wouldn't, you, you could probably get around the next hallway. Um, I just wanted to do it cause it was a little more economical. Uh, I mean, it's, I'll put it this way. It's it's the same price. It was about the same price for a 10 by 10 for the next, but when you get a 10 by 10, you have to supply your, your, your booth design and on and, and ship all that stuff there. So you have that added cost to it. And, um, I kind of just wanted to do this as a next step for me since I don't have any of that stuff to, uh, and I'm, I'm glad I did cause I don't, I, I didn't have time this year to, to handle coming up with an exhibit space that I'm going to use once. And we have all of that from yeah. the other shows we've, we've done, but dude, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, I don't ever want to pack that stuff up and ship it out anywhere. <laughs> 20, it, it's funny. I would have thought, you know, a year of not doing shows and I'd be like, maybe, you know, maybe I'm interested in, in pursuing again, but I'm just so tired from that, that one year of doing all of those shows. I, I just don't see us doing much of that in the very near future, unless it's super strategic and something we really think is going to pay off. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of my, that's the next question I ask myself. I'm like, um, like I do a local Leo show. Um, I do, what else do I do? Is that the only other show I really do? I think there's another one. Um, you know, but I kind of asked myself, I'm like, is this, if all I'm really going to do is a shot and a local Leo show, it, you know, is that, is that enough? Is that worth it? Yeah. That's just, this is just a whole nother thing that I'm kind of slowly dipping into and, and maybe shots just enough to, you know, you know, maybe for us shot alone will be worth it. And that'll set up, right? Like I've talked to a lot of companies that say shot sets up their whole year. They do enough business yeah. at shot that, 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 that books them up for the year. And man, that'd be, that'd be amazing to experience is go to one show in January and that books you for most of the year. That'd be sweet. Oh, that would totally change everything. Yeah. If, if that would happen, you know, that would, that would be an insane experience. Um, the only way to find out is to do it. And that's, exactly. that's yep. where you're, you're just accepting and rolling the dice and saying, you know what, it, it may not work out, but as long as the team is on the same page and everybody's in agreement and, and you're comfortable with it, rolling the dice, like at the end of it, you just can't look back and be all bummed out if it doesn't, doesn't work. You know, it, I mean, there's times I look back on all the shows we went to and some of them were really good and some of them really sucked and we sunk a lot of money into them. But, you know, I don't necessarily regret any of it because we learned a lot from it, but it's just a reality. I mean, you, you make a decision, it may not work and then you just got to keep going forward. Yep. And I feel like, which I consider shows part of advertising, but I've, from my experience, advertising is, is where, is where you take your, some of your biggest gambles in this. This yeah, business. for sure. You know, you don't, I'm, uh, I, I think I told you, but I don't think I mentioned on the podcast, uh, one of the things that I'm, that I'm doing, uh, for 2020 for the first six months. Anyway, I signed a, signed a contract with, uh, trigger time TV and, uh, which I'm excited about, but also 
not necessarily hold my breath either because this is a completely different uh, area of, of advertising, which is both good and bad. It's it, it's good because it's a, it, it's going to be a completely new group of people. Um, I'm sure there's some overlap between, you know, because basically our advertising for the last five years has been social media. Um, I think getting on trigger time TV is, I'm sure there's a little bit of overlap, but I think for the most part, it's probably going to be a lot of unreached people. There's millions of unreached people that watch that show. So uh, the question is, do they convert? I, that's, that's, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You never know until you go for it and see what happens. But if anything, I'm going to get a ton of amazing content out of it because I get to keep all the content that they make. So I'm going to walk away with a bunch of professionally done spots with big time instructors and and stuff like that. So there's a lot of other positives that's going to come out of it too. Uh, Which is one one thing, like I really got to get this shot looking good because they're, uh, they're actually flying up their producer and a, and a, and a film guy to come up here and they're going to do some video of me in the shop here and talking about the product and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, I got to get this place looking good. When is that going to happen? Uh, it's looking like second or third week in January. I'm trying to push it as long off as long as possible. Uh, they're trying to get it in, in here as soon as possible. So we're probably going to compromise somewhere around the second, third week of January. So you're, that's right around shot show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right before <laughs> that's crazy. It's only going to be, like a day, I think they said. Uh, so it's not like it's going to be a, a huge time commitment, but it is time. Yeah, but every little every little thing adds up, and it yep. becomes overwhelming just trying to you know, keep track of everything. Yeah. But that's cool. Have yeah, you excited. have you thought further into 2020 yet, and come up with any game plans of anything else you're working on? Yeah, I mean, you know, me and Dusty of the little time we've we've spent together we've talked about some some plan well you know, you know one of the things was getting getting dusty uh heading up the um like influencer type of of thing and um just making that more official like i, I want to get an actual ambassador program going with uh you know with an actual section on a website they can sign into and get, get information and, you know, see how their, their code's doing and, um, you know, really come up with a game plan for that because we've got some amazing, amazing people that, that want to work with us and we want to work with them. And, uh, I've been holding them off. I'm like, Hey, give us till January, February, uh, to really get this, get this going but we definitely want to work with you. And uh, so it just, cause I look at some of the code use from some of these, these people that in my eyes didn't really push, push their code too much and they got used a lot. So I'm excited to see uh, what an actual partnership can do. If we actually have dusty actually working with these people and, um, and, and that sort of thing. So that's, that's going to be a big one. And, um, some new products is definitely, that's, that's my main thing. That's what I need to spend 
spend most of the time working on is is uh just looking forward to uh, new products and that sort of thing. So that's kind of those are some of the main main things for this year. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of weighing some other opportunities, um, you know, whether it's distribution or you know, there's there's all kinds of conversations I need to have have with that sort of thing. But um, now that I'm here, yeah, like this year has kind of been a year of setup, especially the last half of the year. It's been a lot of setup. It's it's getting you know the finale system up and running and functional. It's getting into this space. It's getting dusty full time. There's some things that needed to happen before I could really uh, commit to trying to really grow the company. You know, it, I kind of asked, I kind of had to ask myself, you know, where, what do I want this company to be? Do I want to just, do I want to stay small in this small shop and stay with trying to ship the the type of quantities that, that we do, or do I really want to um, make this thing grow? I, I, I think I've said it before um, probably differently, but your company's not going to grow until, until you grow it. You know, like you actually have to make a step towards growth for it to grow. You know, you, you know, I, I wasn't going to have a bigger shop until I moved into a bigger shop and you aren't going to have more sales until you do something to draw more sales and, and that sort of thing. So, Yeah. No, I totally get it. How's that? How's the finale program been working for you? Good. Um, yeah, that's that's working pretty good. It's, I need, I'm not sure that it was, I'm not sure that that program is the perfect program for us, but it's doing what I need it to do for the most part. Um, so there's the, there's kind of two ways to set up a program like that. You either set it up for finished products, finished goods. So your pro so, you know, so the program is keeping track of how many finished right things you have in stock or how much raw materials you have. It doesn't do the finale doesn't do a great job of doing both of those. Um, it's kind of one or the other. And I have it more geared towards raw materials. But the problem is it doesn't see raw raw materials gone until they're sold. So I can say that I've, you know, the, the program can say that I've got a thousand Neomag back plates in stock, but that really only, I, I really only may I really may only have 300 that, you know, like I may have 500 that are built and 500 that are still pieces. Well, um, I need to restock when not, I don't know. It's just, I know exactly what you're talking about because we, we use it more or less for a finished product tracking. But the reason why is because we take the raw materials from manufacture to paint which is when we quote unquote are finished with the product and they're done we do it fast there's really no lag time like we don't have target plates out here that are burned 
and sitting there waiting for angles. When they're burned, they get bolted, they get the angles on, they get into paint, and they head into shipping. And yeah. once they hit shipping, that's when we're like, okay, we've got X amount of product on hand. And then we're just kind of tracking the raw materials as of right now are just a visual track for the most part where we see we've got four skids of rings made up that are ready for bases or, or whatever. But I could see how that would be um, kind of a pain in some aspects, just knowing that we use the same program, kind of yeah, trying to do I, both jobs. Right. Cause I mean, I order bulk and pretty much everything. So I have months of, of stock on things. And the problem is that, that gets me in trouble because it'll, it'll sneak up on me and then suddenly yeah. I'm out or the quantity I have left isn't going to get me through the time it takes to get more made and finished and back in stock. Um, which, you know, finale has some ways to do that. Like it's got, what is it like velocity sales velocity or something. So I have some things set up. It'll, it'll show me, okay, here's the quantity you have and here's how many days that's going to last you. And that's, that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. I, I really like the, invent, uh, the, uh, the purchase order system on it. Like it's pretty sweet just to go into, Hey, what do I need more of? And I click, okay. I need more of those automatically makes a PO. I email it. They get it. As soon as I get them in, I just hit, you know, mark in stock and whatever is, is written down on that PO gets, gets put in stock. So yeah. Yeah. You know, that stuff's pretty sweet. Uh, so it, it's good. I, I think I'm just, I'm trying to, uh, I'm still trying to kind of get a handle on how to use, you know, how to use it to its fullest. Yeah. No, that's anytime you're implementing something like that, you're kind of doing a little bit of trial and error and trying to figure out how it meshes and fits in with what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, I, we, we, it's not perfect for us in any way, shape or form. You know, we, we definitely have areas that I would say we really didn't do our part with entry or tracking. Um, but some of that's because we're, we're shifting SKU numbers and creating new SKUs and standardizing SKUs. So when this new, new website releases, which hopefully is happening beginning of January, there's going to be all new SKU numbers. So we're kind of falling a little bit back on tracking inventory, knowing that everything's going to change. We're going to have to redo the entire system. So that'll be a pain kind of, but on the backside, it'll be way more efficient for us. And then for us, you know, looking forward to 2020, you know, we touched on a couple of things you were going to do. And, and I would say ours are, are somewhat in the same direction, but you know, Ridge and I already, really hammered out our ambassador plan and we have, man, we've got to have what, probably 14, 14 or 15 ambassadors at this point. And some of the old ones are no longer on board with us. Um, some we pulled on a bunch of new ones, folks that we think that are going to do a really good job of displaying the products and then speaking toward the, the brand's message and all that good stuff. So we kind of already refined that for, for this year. And so going into 2020, that's all in place. It's just going to be for us, I think a lot of really honing in on what kind of content we want to create. Cause you know, we're, we're different than 
you know, I, I'm different than some folks, you know, I know you and I align in a lot of ways and in some ways we're a little different. I, I want TA to be just the feed to just be the most professional content that you could find anywhere simply because of the mindset around steel targets. I'm trying to find differentiators that when people see us, they're already visually pulled in right away, right off the bat. They're like, okay, there's something different here. And then we're looking at the process all the way through to figure out how to carry that, um, essentially attack all of the senses and all of your, all of the different ways you bring in information. We're going to be hitting on them in, in 2020. So it's, it's a lot of planning. And I feel like we often don't have enough time to plan out the way that I want, but we'll have a game plan together that we'll start executing in 2020. And then it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve with some of this stuff as we head into 2020. And I'm sure we'll revamp halfway through the year and kind of address some stuff that we don't think is working and, yeah. and try to, to refocus and, and jump in head first. But then we have our, you know, one of the big things that we're working on right now is the GSA, which is a government buying program mm. where they can purchase right through the website. We're still hammering away on all of that stuff. So hopefully by the end of 2020, that's in place and active and just pulling in orders from that. But it's just, when I start talking about it, it's just overwhelming the amount of stuff that we have to, to get completed. Yeah. I, I need the, I've really been dropping the ball on social media content. Uh, just, I've been, been too busy to really make any of my own. And I think it's kind of showing too. I don't know about you, but like most, most of the year, yeah, I was cranking through gaining followers. Um, I was averaging like 50 some a day and I've pretty much stalled. I think one, like I, I've been, I've had days where I've lost, lost followers. I had one day where I lost like 75 followers and part of me wonders if that's Instagram kind of doing a purge, um, you know, you know, cause I'll do that time to time, but I basically stalled at the same number for the last last couple months and and i'm sure some of that has to do with 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 the with the quality of content that i'm putting out it's just or it's you know maybe it's you know for some reason instagram changed seeing how many likes are on a picture which doesn't make any sense to me uh, <laughs> I, I don't I, 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 I cannot figure out why and i'm not sure that they've said why yeah why. they they there was a release um that it we talked about that a little bit here but it, to me it felt like it was to create a safer environment was essentially the position that they were taking um it's kind of the the biggest reason it's going to be a pain in the butt for us is to track influencer your reengagement just to just to be able to even say to somebody hey we like your content well, now I can't even tell other than comments. I mean, comments is a really good way to track engagement. So if someone well, has a ton of comments, that's a good good sign. But I, like I used to, when we're trying to find influencers, I would scan through and, and look and be like, okay, so how are, how is their page performing? So there, there is definitely... Yeah. yeah, but they can send that to you. Like, Right. It's just you an, can it's see an extra likes. step. Yeah, it's an extra step. And they're going to have to go through and screen cap the results from a bunch of different stuff. It's, it's going right. to be annoying, but... But yep. that's a thing that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Like, I can still see how many likes I'm getting on on my picture. I'm 
I've never really, I don't know. I, I, I cannot, I, I can't make any s- actual sense out of, out of that. I think they're addressing the phenomenon that like, yeah, you and I don't really, don't really care. You know what I mean? But I've never cared what, I've never cared what likes someone else's account gets. Like, yeah. does anybody really care how many likes somebody else's picture gets? Am I missing that? I think people try to project perfection through social media and project a life that maybe they're not living to fill a void or whatever. You know what I mean? I, there's no secret that social media can be used in a way that's harmful to yourself. You can create unrealistic expectations. You can start comparing yourself to others. Um, I also, I, I mean, I agree with you. It It's kind of weird because you can see your own likes. And at the same time, like if, if I, base my self-worth and how many likes I'm getting on a post. Yeah. I still know that. Now the only difference now is nobody else knows that. So I guess you could kind of, you could kind of hide behind that. And, and maybe that's, that's the thought. I, I don't know. I don't understand it either. I, I thought I, it was I, weird. I don't get it. Um, and actually but, I've, but I feel like I've actually been getting more likes on posts since they did that. Oh, we've had, dude, we've had so many posts that, we're just a, some little target system. Like, yeah, our photo was great, but the engagement has been up. Now I'm not going to say we're like piling followers on. There was a couple weeks there that we were consistently getting a couple hundred a week. Uh, but I would say the followers might've slowed a little bit, but the likes and engagement on our posts is definitely really good on TA. Yeah. I yeah, can't, that, can't complain at all. That's what I would say. I would say, you know, likes and engagement is the same, if not up. Um, but follower count is, is down, which I really don't care that much how many followers I've got. It's, it is one more stat and I like stats and I like seeing growth and and all that stuff like that. But I, I would rather see more engagement with the followers I currently have than add more followers and, and not get the engagement out of it. So, you know, back to that topic about the likes, one thing that I did read, which I think was the most compelling argument for it, which I'm not a hundred percent sure I agree with, but it doesn't really matter what I agree with at the end of the day, but um, originality. So someone made the argument, and I forget where I read this, that people figure out what, what likes work. And then rather than pushing their own content into different boundaries, they just kind of repeat the same thing over and over again. Well, in my my realm, I'm trying to make money from what I'm doing. You know, I'm trying to provide for my family. So if I find something and I find a lane that works, I want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I yeah. want to hit that repetition. And if I find out that, you know, posting a tactical lever gun sells $10 million in targets, you know, I want to do that. And I'll do that a million times over and over and over and over and over again. But I guess if you're a creator and you're trying to showcase, I don't know, just creations and, and content, I could see, if you focus too much on just the likes and not your portfolio, how that could trap you. That was probably the most compelling argument for it that I thought, but it's all react. Like at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of reactionary to the, the end to the actual cause of what's happening. I mean, to me now, I, I know this, this is only on business accounts that you, you can, you can see all these stats, but things that I, I look at, I really don't look at the likes as much as I look at profile visits, reach, 
and actions taken from this post. Like it'll show you how many profile visits and how many website clicks uh, came from it. And yeah. it'll also show you how many, you know, follow, you know, if you got any followers from that post and stuff like that. Like that's the stuff I, I'd pay more attention to than, uh, than just a like. Cause I think I've said this before too. I rarely like a picture. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I would say most anymore. And, and maybe this is why it really doesn't matter is because just the reality of it, when you're thinking about, when you're thinking about how people consume Instagram currently, it's kind of in their search feed and they're just swiping and they're yeah. just looking. And I mean, maybe they'll say one thing I've noticed is a lot of people save posts. I do. Yeah, it I know so too. Yeah. I I've saved a ton of posts. So if I really like it, I don't even like it. I just save it. So I've started paying attention in the analytics, like how many people are saving that post, which how I say people posts. have sent that to their friend. Well, that's what I would like to know. I can see sharing, but I would like to know why average people save a post. Cause I save them to repost them. Like, like why do people save a post? Do they go back and relook at, at posts? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do that a lot. So what I do is sometimes if I'm just like taking a mental break, and I'm just kind of scrolling through Instagram. The reason I save a post is because I know I'll lose it if I don't. Now, sometimes yeah. I'll just send it too. like Ridge and I shoot different content back and forth from ideas and things we like to see. And I have other friends I shoot stuff back and forth with, but especially here's where it gets interesting. Advertisements. I save advertisements that I like. And that's something that I'd love to figure out if that's what people do as well. If there's ever something that they're like, oh, that product looks sick. So I'm going to save that. Um, you can definitely see all of those stats. But that, that to me, like if I save an advertisement or sponsored post is what I'm talking about. Maybe it's a, a cinematic pack of some sort or it's some other product that I think would help us with marketing. I've often gone back and bought it. It would be cool to be able to track and see, you know, is that just me? Is that kind of just because of my personality and being an entrepreneur and what I'm trying to do? Or is that something that everybody does? You know, finding, finding those stats, you're, I, I would agree with you. That's the stuff that intrigues me more than necessarily, oh, we got X amount of likes on that post. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they still at least let us see that. Yeah. Because it, it is another metric, but right. I, it honestly, it may not, it may quickly become the least important metric. All right, man. Well, I need to, I'm looking around my shop here, all the stuff I need to get, get going on. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you have fun, you know, getting your, the rest of your shop set up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to getting updates as you keep moving forward. Yeah. I need to get a, now that things are pretty much set up, I need to, I need to get a video up on IGTV. So by the time you guys are listening to this, uh, I, I should have a post up. So go check out my, my IGTV if you want to see. And okay. if for some reason he doesn't have it up yet, you should definitely give him crap about it. Definitely like drop him 100 DMs and be like, yo, you told us that there was going to be an IGTV and there is not. <laughs> see, now I'm putting pressure on you, Greg. <laughs> Actually, if you could, uh, if you could, instead of sending me DMs, if you could just post on all my photos asking for it and help me boost the engagement on it perfect and at oh, the and same save. time save every one of greg's posts yeah and share them with your friends if you could yes. do that to uh to, to encourage me to post a video up we can kill two birds with one, one stone. perfect see that's how this works i like it 
Awesome, man. Hey, well, you have a good good rest of the week. We'll catch up with you soon. All right. See you.